Make sure to subscribe to podcasts produced by the Archdiocese of St. Louis so that you'll never miss an episode. Just go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or just about any other podcast app. Search for Archdiocese of St. Louis and subscribe to us. That way you'll get every episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast, the Word of Mouth Podcast, and some other audio, maybe homilies from Archbishop Carlson or other talks that we post there as well. So do that, and then make sure to share it with your friends. And while you're at it, maybe give us a good rating, because that always helps. Within the Archdiocese of St. Louis, there are nearly 200 locations where Mass is celebrated on any given Sunday. That includes parishes, missions, oratories, chapels, Catholic student centers, and shrines. For many of the roughly half a million Catholics in the Archdiocese, that Sunday Mass is their only regular encounter with a priest. So what does Father do the rest of the week? Well, some of our priests here have found an interesting method to answer that question, and you'll learn about it on this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. The parish likes to, to look at kind of the bigger picture. A priest is an altar priest. They just go, go, go. In the zeal full of Jesus Christ. There is compassion for poor people. And it has this beautiful historic church. Heaven coming down to earth. Thanks be to God. From the Rome of the West, this is the Catholic Gateway Podcast, your audio gateway into the Archdiocese of St. Louis. On each episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast, we'll tell the stories about the interesting people, places, and events that make up the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm Gabe Jones. Trusting in the Holy Spirit to guide our words, let's begin. On an ordinary Thursday evening in August, teenagers gathered at Queen of All Saints Catholic Church in Oakville for the weekly Life Teen Youth Ministry Night. For Associate Pastor Father Peter Fonseca, this was one of the final events on his docket for what turned out to be a busy, yet typical day in his life as a priest. Until I entered the seminary, I had no idea what a priest did during the day. And I don't think many people in the parish actually understand the day-to-day life of a priest. It was that misunderstanding, we'll call it, that led Father Fonseca to come up with an idea not long after he was ordained in 2015. So this idea came actually last October. Some parishioners have been joking with me about how the life of a priest must be so easy. I mean, it was a complete joke about, oh, Father only works on Sunday, what do you do all week, etc. So I finally called their bluff, and I just said, you know what, fine, I'll show you what I do, kind of as a joke. I'll take you along with me for one day. And much to my surprise, all these parishioners just started following me, and they, they talked about it for weeks. And so the Twitter campaign, hashtag life as a priest, began. If you're not familiar with Twitter, or you aren't familiar with hashtag life as a priest, here's how it worked initially. The social media platform that is Twitter consists of short posts, microblogs they're sometimes called. These short posts include either text, images, or videos, or some combination of them. 
So in the first few iterations of Hashtag Life as a Priest, Father Fonseca would go about his normal day, sharing thoughts or updates as to his whereabouts or descriptions of what he was doing at any given time. He shared pictures, for example, of his alarm clock, showing what time he was up and what time he was going to bed. If you're not aware, hashtags, what used to be known as a pound sign on a telephone keyboard, act as digital file folders. A hashtag, followed by a string of text, basically puts any message containing that hashtag in a folder within Twitter or the other social media platforms that use hashtags as well. Because of the popularity of his first foray into hashtag life as a priest, Father Fonseca decided to do it again several months later. Another newly ordained priest, Father Dan Cavanaugh, now stationed at St. Patrick's in Wentzville, joined him. Then, on Thursday, August 17, 2017, a total of five priests in the Archdiocese of St. Louis took the Twitterverse along for a day in the life as a priest for the third time. Using hashtag life as a priest, Father Fonseca and Father Cavanaugh were now joined by Monsignor Michael Diekman of St. Paul in Fenton, Father John Schneier, an associate pastor of St. Joseph in Cottleville, and Father Michael Gresh, parochial administrator at St. Michael the Archangel in Shrewsbury. Together, these priests gave the rest of us a glimpse into what life is like for a Catholic priest by sharing updates, pictures, and videos throughout the day. And I'm always happy to do it, but I was glad to see that we could get some other priests on board um, because the reality is I've done this three times now. My day has been different each of the three times. No day of a priest is the same. And so I haven't had really a chance to see what the other guys are up to too much today. But my hope is that you're seeing a lot of what a life of a priest is. And on any given day, it could be bits and pieces of that, that change in and out of our lives. Father Mike Grush, who had been parochial administrator at St. Michael the Archangel in Shrewsbury for about a month and a half before the Life as a Priest Day, just so happened to have a meeting in one of the Archdiocesan offices here at the Cardinal Regali Center. So I invited him into the studio to share how his day had been to that point. So um, the day basically started out with this, you know, kind of my normal routine of getting up in prayer and getting some amazing coffee and stuff like that. Uh, but then as the morning uh, went on, we had, you know, the Holy Cross Academy drop-off, and then a little, uh, we had a blessing for the students and the teachers uh, this morning before they began uh, the school day. I went to all except for one of the classrooms in the school, which I got to catch up with them later, but uh, to, to bless the classrooms um, it's kind of preparation for the year, kind of introducing myself to the to the students, being the sort of the new priest at St. Michael's. As for Father Fonseca, for me, there's some non-negotiables in my day that I don't care how busy my day is, I have to get them in. And one of those non-negotiables is a holy hour in the morning, time to pray. Um, it seems for me that if I don't spend that time early in the morning, it either doesn't come or it's rushed and I'm exhausted. So I got up early this morning, just got ready for the day. First thing I did was went and spent an hour with Jesus here in the church. August 17th also happened to be the first day of school for Queen of All Saints. So Father Fonseca had a few moments of quiet time to eat breakfast, check on the news and emails before greeting the students and parents for the new school year. Then his day began in earnest. Actually this morning, in between all of that, I got a text message from one of our parishioners who normally goes to 815 Mass, who was asking if they could go to confession beforehand. So I was able to squeeze in the sacrament of confession real quick before Mass for a parishioner, then Mass at 815. I was actually hoping to get a lot of work done today. And then I went to the gym this morning, and my mom actually called and said, I'm going to be in the area and get my car serviced. Well, 
I'm not going to tell mom no. So it was great. I had to spend a little bit of time with mom this morning, uh, getting coffee, just catching up. Um, unfortunately, I don't. My parents only live about 30 minutes from here, but I don't get home that often. And so it's a nice chance to have coffee with her, catch up with her. Although I will say I do speak with her almost every day. Um, but it's nice to actually get together in person. Then the day just sort of continued. Um, had lunch with some parishioners, three generations of their family, all three are in the parish. So to be able to catch up with the older ones all the way down to the youngest kid who's I baptized, oh, maybe four months ago. So that was fun. Came back here just checking in with school. How's the first day going? Visiting classrooms, making sure everything was fine. At just around 2 o'clock, we had a prayer service to end our day, adoration with our students. Then they had a big party to end their day, so we spent some time with them. And then went out and had a visit with a couple of our prisoners who were sick and away from the parish. Came back and sort of changed gears, had about an hour to do some homily prep. I have a wedding on Saturday, wanted to prepare that homily, as well as I'm actually working towards another master's degree. So I had some homework in healthcare law that I had to take care of and do before the end of the week. So make sure you get that done. And then I had a wedding rehearsal. And now we've closing the night out with what we call XLT, or a night of prayer with our teens. What a day. But aside from the obvious things, like having received the Sacrament of Holy Orders, Father Fonseca thinks at a basic level, his life isn't really all that different from the life of a busy professional. In many ways, it's, I think it's the normal life of a busy professional, but also the normal personal life. I always tell people, Queen of All Saints is my family. And so, yeah, I have a lot of busyness in the business side, but a lot of things like visiting the sick, I don't really, I mean, that's not business. That's my role as a father. And so I, I don't think I'm any more busy than parents are, many of whom go off and they work hard all day and then they're up early to take care of their children, to make meals, and they come home and take care of their children and their family. And so in many ways, it's not about, it's not about being just necessarily a busy professional. Like I've got a lot of busy business stuff that has to happen. But I, it's a full day. Um, you're definitely tired at the end of the day, which is good, but you go back to sleep, you wake up, you go at it the next day. But I don't think we're any more busy necessarily than any other mother or father out there who's working hard to provide for their family, both materially and spiritually and physically and everything for their family. I think it's, I think it's probably pretty similar. Is this the typical life of a priest? Here's Father Grush. The interesting thing, thinking about a typical day of the priest, uh, in many ways, a typical day is atypical. Uh, so it's, it's typical in the sense that there's a huge variety that you really just never really know what's coming. Why do you think it's important to do something like this? Well, I think that's a good question. Sometimes, at least for myself, when I was younger, uh, it, you know, we always saw the priests on Sundays or saw them at maybe some different Boy Scouts things or um, maybe in school once in a while. But it, it was really kind of mysterious what other things the priests were doing. Um, I think sometimes people get the impression that we're celebrating Mass on Sundays and then taking it easy for the rest of the week, which I think is very far from the truth for in most cases. So it's, um, it really, I think it was a great opportunity, I think, to, to help uh, the people of my parish and the people of the Archdiocese see kind of what is life like for a typical parish priest and maybe, you know, in so doing to, uh, uh, to see maybe some of the value in the life of the priesthood as it comes to sort of the daily routine, daily schedule. you think about it, it could be a little daunting to open up like this and share a day in your life. You open yourself up to criticism and maybe more attention than you otherwise would want. 
But Father Fonseca and Father Grush have been pleasantly surprised by the response. It's surprisingly has been only positive feedback. Um, people are always like, oh, I enjoyed following you. When I sort of put it out there last week that I was going to do it, the interest peaked even more. Kind of funny, people kind of went in on it. So I was getting text messages and phone calls from people today, hoping that they could then make it into my texts of hashtag life as a priest. I kept those out. Um, the family who I had lunch with, of course, wanted in. And so they got a hold of my phone and got their two cents in. But surprisingly, how everyone sort of wants to chime in, it's been interesting to me. I have had an extraordinary amount of uh, probably more Twitter activity than I've ever gotten before, <laughs> which was kind of interesting. I had more notifications than I've ever had in one one occasion. So that was, <laughs> that was interesting. That's good, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. the message is getting out. The message is getting out. In fact, the hashtag life as a priest tweeting by Father Fonseca, Gresh, and the rest of the priests on August 17th caught the attention of a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, Father Tim Grumbach. Father Grumbach, who was just ordained in June of this year, actually joined in the tweeting after he saw one of the daughters of St. Paul tweet about it. But he didn't stop after August 17th. He's been regularly sharing updates from his life as a priest. Spend a few minutes on his Twitter profile and you'll see he has a thing for Chuck Taylors. In fact, he told me he has chucks for every liturgical season. But that's not why he likes this Twitter campaign. You know, the, the, the temptation is to be like, let's draw attention to ourselves. But what I think is really beautiful about what's happening with a hashtag like Life as a Priest is that, one, it's connecting us as priests, you know, between archdioceses and also within our own archdiocese. But then there's also kind of a little friendly competition happening at that time, I think. Maybe it was just... You know, what's real or perceived on my part was that um, I remember uh, Tommy Tight on Twitter was also um, had his, uh, what was it, the, uh, the Archdiocese of Hip. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Which we and won, we by LA, the way. <laughs> yeah, that was us. <laughs> we in L.A. did so poorly in it. I'm like, oh, man, i got to jump in to see what the, the Archdiocese of St. Louis is doing. A few different things like that, like what the Pauline sisters were putting out there. Um, and then just the whole, you know, kind of let's have fun with this Archdiocese of Hip thing and... Uh, you know, let's, let's make sure that L.A. is being heard from, too. Aside from any friendly competition between dioceses, Father Grumbach noted and appreciated the unique way in which a social media campaign like this can counter some of the negative attention on the priesthood and the Catholic Church. Um, but I think it's also important that we as the priests who are you know, a little bit more in the trenches can you know, get, get some image out there that, uh, you know, not, not to kind of like make light of the priesthood, but just to kind of show that, you know, Yes, we're human too. Yes, we, we have our ways of having fun. But, you know, it's, it's part of the evangelization and the vocational work is to let people see what's really happening underneath the difficult media that's out there. Father Grumbach said he and some other priests have tried getting other hashtags to catch on without much luck. But he thinks there's potential with hashtag life as a priest to become really influential because of its simplicity and how authentically it can show what life is like as a priest. And sometimes on our social media, we put up walls and protections and barriers and create personas so as to kind of protect ourselves from certain things or to get more attention for ourselves. But I think a hashtag like Life as a Priest has a real potential to kind of break down some of those walls and say, hey, look how real this life is. It could be as simple as pray for this person. I just anointed them as they prepare to die. You know, not every day am I going to be climbing mountains on my bike or, or not every day am I going to be out surfing. 
but uh, but that happens. And so I want to kind of make that known. You know, not not every day is going to have a funeral and a wedding and a quinceanera, but sometimes that happens. Yeah. And so uh, so I, I you know my method is just a little bit more to spread it out. Uh, you know, people see this hashtag and they see, wow, life as a priest is it gets serious, but it also gives us an avenue for prayer. Even with the enormous power of social media, Father Grumbach wants to use his social media in a personal and humble way. I'm not, I'm not here to change the world through my social media. Well, some, some people, that's their charism, and they have the voice and the power to do that. I'm just, I'm just here to invite people to transformation, invite people into an encounter with Christ. And, uh, and that social media can, can be a place for that, uh, I think is a tremendous gift. It can become a charism of our millennial church if you really want to give it that label to invite people into transformation rather than the forced transformation on the environment around us. For me, what's most important is that uh, my parishioners know where my heart is, that I'm not trying to draw attention to myself, but that it's, it's, it's kind of a way of connecting with them, that we can uh, take ourselves a little less seriously and in, and in that way to just be ourselves and not try to hide behind something. For his part, Father Fonseca also realizes the potential impact priests can have through social media and this particular hashtag. The feedback he's received from his parishioners has been nice, but it's the excitement of the other priests that was unexpected. I think that's sort of been the surprising thing by all of this. As I said, it started out as a joke, and people loved it, and I thought, oh, great, some of my parishioners like it. But when I reached out to these guys to ask if they would do it, I was just sort of thinking of some priests who use Twitter, who use social media, and they were all like, they were all on board. I didn't have to twist any arms. They're like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. So that's exciting. I think in some ways that's the nice part about Twitter. Um, I can take you with me for a day without taking you with me. Um, it sort of enables you to catch a glimpse inside without necessarily having to ride along. I hope people find it fascinating. I hope uh, people see this as a way to sort of an introduction to the priesthood, to get a greater understanding of what the priesthood is, as well as the way the priests are there to serve them. Hope it helps foster invocations. And as you said, there was the um, priest out of Los Angeles. That's the great thing about it. Anybody can do it at any time. There's, there's no real secret to this. It's really quite simple. It's just a couple under, what, 160 characters every time you do something. So it's pretty easy to do. So at the end of that ordinary Thursday in August that turned out to be anything but typical, I asked Father Fonseca what he thinks and hopes people will get from this unique exposure for the priesthood. I think you'd see a couple of things. One, just the interesting factor. I think people are always, I'm always fascinated by what other jobs do too, the things we don't know. And so to sort of give an insight on that. And the other thing, I think priests are normal people. I think we work hard and we take our ministry seriously and our responsibilities seriously, but we're also humans who have a beautiful life. And it's not necessarily a life that most people think it is. And the other reason, too, is it's, I've also found that it's helped parishioners sort of relate back. You know, they'll see, oh, Father went and visited that person at the hospital. Oh, when I'm in the hospital, it's okay to call Father. Or, you know, a marriage prep or meeting with a family who's struggling with something. Oh, it's okay. Father actually does this stuff. This isn't a burden on Father. This is a part of his life. more about life as a priest? Just search for the hashtag on Twitter. You'll see that it's being used more frequently since August by Father Tim Grumbach and others. You can also follow Father Fonseca on Twitter. He's at at Peter J. Fonseca, that's spelled F-O-N 
M-J-S-E-C-A. And Father Gresh is at M-J Gresh. M-J-G-R-O-S-C-H. Or you can look up Dave Luking's story about life as a priest in the St. Louis Review. We'll include a link to that in the podcast description. And for any young man listening, if you're interested in the actual life as a priest and may want to live that life someday, visit archstl.org vocations to learn more. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter, at archstl is our handle there, at archstl. And we're on Instagram, at catholicstl. And you should follow the St. Louis Review there on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram under the handle at St. Louis Review. That's St. Louis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis. Catholic St. Louis.